Hello, wrestling fans. Quick Grizzle. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yo again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. And once again, we are smack dab along ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review. And I am so excited. This is probably my favorite Puro match uh, in the world. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm throwing in all those Noah matches and, and more late New Japan matches. This is probably my favorite Puro Resu match out there. June 8th, 1990, Mitsuharu Misawa versus Jumbo Saruta from the Tokyo Dome. I am amped to watch this. Okay, got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. This might, you know, so, you know, well, we might have some people that are old school or just, you know, and doesn't, uh, that are not uh, universally knowledge with the Japanese wrestler. What's Piro? Uh, Puro Resu, um, more shortened into Puro, <laughs> it's actually, honestly, uh, they got it from the stereotypical way that a Japanese person says pro wrestling. Comes out of the Puro okay. Resu. Right. Pro wrestle, but Puro Resu. And what do they call, what do they call the Americans that come over there? Uh, Gaijin, which I believe translates roughly into foreigner, but I believe it has a little derogatory term or at one point yeah. about it yeah <laughs> yeah the, the guy gene okay um, i wasn't say what's the, i wasn't say what's the women thing over there the joshi but joshi yeah but we don't do the women but we might because there was some good yeah i was about to say all yeah, japan, japan, japan women holy crap yeah um, <laughs> and, and speak uh, joshi wrestling is so innovative in what you see today you know a lot of the the indie talent that started in like the late nineties, early two thousands that are still around today, like watched a lot of that Joshi stuff. And I feel like popularized it for themselves. Yeah. America saw a little bit of the Joshi women when the jumping bomb angels came over. Cause those matches they were having with the, was it the glamor girls? Yeah. Yeah. With the glamor girls, like that was as close to Joshi as I think the American audience could handle. Yeah. Um, but there's a whole pay-per-view out there that I watched one day and it was, I think it was the, the first ever. And I may be wrong on that. Uh, like just Joshi pay-per-view at the Tokyo dome and it's different promotions. Mm -hmm. And there was some really good stuff on there. There was some wow. really ass stuff on there too. Like stuff got <laughs> a little crazy, but there was some super good stuff. People talking about the, the, talking about the jumping bomb angels, I actually saw a show. I can't remember what it was. I think it was on the network years ago. Uh, it was either a Boston Garden or Madison Square Garden show, and uh, they actually had uh, the uh, Crush Girls uh, made their debut on there, working two American girls, and they just destroyed them. And uh, I don't know if they brought them in. They were going to do something that with them and the uh, jumping bomb angels, or Ooh. but it never happened. So, yeah. Crush Girls was that Aja Kong and Bull Nakano, or no? Or was it Bull Nakano and Dump Kimoto? Dump. It was Dump. Yeah, Dump Kimoto. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking. I think that when they got them over and they saw that match, I think they realized that they were too Japan for WWF America. Yeah, so they, I, don't, I don't think they kept. I think they sent them back. 
because but there was like one match floating around. I said it was either from the uh, Madison Square or Boston Gardens, and they worked um, two American girls, and they just beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there's a video floating around YouTube, and it's a documentary about training in like a Joshi dojo. And my God, what these girls are going through! Right yeah, now, this imagine. was this was late '90s, early 2000s. So I don't know if it's quite the same today because, like, I'm sure the New Japan Dojo isn't the same today as it was when Inoki was yeah. running it. But it's still really extremely difficult. Yeah. Um, but I mean, these girls are taking flat-footed drop kicks to the face, and just all sorts of what kind? What now, punishment can you take? Yeah, it's a kind of, you know, I don't, you know, I, I see some of the stuff on, you know, people post online of, of the of the women's wrestling over there. And then I see some of the ones that AEW bring over and it's like, ooh, what? It's not this, you know? Because they had this little girl on there Wednesday night that she was, her gimmicks when she comes out and sings her song. And she looked, her thing she did looked awful. It's like, it was just, ugh. I was like, there's no way, you know, and I see these videos, these girls killing themselves over there, and I see some of the girls they bring over here, it's like, they can't be, what what am I missing? (laughs) Something's the same, you know? Yeah, and, and with there being numerous promotions over there, I don't know what, which promotion, um, AEW has the working relationship with, right? Because uh-huh. um, I, I know, the, I believe the big one over there is Stardom. And then I think they all kind of break off from there. Whereas like New Japan's yeah. n- number one, like with a bullet over there. And everything kind of is below there Trickles somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that might have something to play with it. Uh, just maybe the pick that they, they're using. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I think just like in, in America, uh, it changes over there, whereas the, the vets are still the big, surly, beat-you-up vets, yeah. um, which I think were phased out earlier here than they are over there. Yeah. Um, and I think they're just now beginning to be phased out. So the business as a whole may change, Yeah, and you may not get that murder-face dropkick training uh, <laughs> anymore. But uh, I remember watching that documentary going, good God. Because yeah. like there's not a lot of footage from the Inoki and Baba dojos. No, you know what I mean, it's all yeah. them like doing squats and push-ups, right? Yeah, it's like you saw yeah the, the, the calisthenics. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't see the trainers stretching them and kicking them in the head. Yeah. You know, and it happened. Like there's all these stories about it happened, yeah. but they don't have any video of it, and they have video of this girl, this girl just murking this other girl in the face. <laughs> like it, it wasn't, it wasn't a finesse drop kick. Yeah, <laughs> it was like the, the shotgun drop kick, but there was a turn with it, and just her head rockets back, and she's <laughs> half out of it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to send that that documentary to you, and if I can find it, uh, we'll post it in one of the in one of the descriptions, just because it's but something I, that's I, worth a lot. We won't go over it, but we'll. Uh, it's it's wild. Oh my! Uh, right. For that clip alone. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to I got us way off subject. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, I, I went there with you too because Yoshi Wrestling's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got so, um, 
you talking about this is the time that they were basically going to start building up um, Sawa, right. basically to be the he's going to be the next guy after Jumbo. Yeah, so they so just recently took the hood off from him. Yeah, and it seemed like they were going to go with Tenru, and then Tenru beats Jumbo, and then goes, "I'm going to do my own thing." And he went to that superstars of wrestling or something like that. Um, the the thing I read about it is I don't know how much truth there is to it. It seems weird. Is that he had signed on for some office role in this tech company, and the tech company just happened a few months later to buy that SOS promotion. <laughs> so Tenderu's got to go. Um, seems a little fishy, but yeah. so he had already. They had already put their eggs in that basket, and they had to, you know, they they totally had to change around. Um, so Misawa was getting massively over as Tiger Mask 2, um, but to break him off as a single, because I believe he's doing a lot of tags at that time with Kawada, before a match, and I can't remember the opponents, because it really doesn't become like it means anything. It was for the belts, I know that, but I can't remember the opponents. Uh, he has Kawada take his mask off. And they commence to pummeling this other team. And mm. Misawa showing more fire than he ever has. Boom, boom. They go over and he immediately calls out the top dog. He calls out Jumbo Saruta. I believe uh, they have a match before this. Saruta beats him. They have a six-man before this. That's amazing, which is where, in my mind, the build really begins. Because if they would have just came in and flattened Jumbo for the new guy, it would have felt forest right yeah, but yeah he, call, he calls it he calls out jumbo jumbo puts him down but then yeah. six man later and so this is all within months of this match we're about to watch um i believe two or three months uh in this six man a it's one of the wildest six mans i've ever seen but during it at one point misawa nails jumbo with an elbow which became his signature you know yeah. he can knock you out with any elbow you just don't know where where it's going um, but he hits Jumbo off the apron with an elbow, and Jumbo sells that thing not moving for a good 10 to 12 minutes. Wow. And he's not the legal guy, so he's not going to lose the match, but he can really yeah. put it over, and he finally comes out, and when he gets back in there, he attacks Misawa, and like they have to do a pull apart and get the match re reset. Uh, Misawa ends up going over, I believe, Fuchi, maybe. Um, not jumbo obviously yeah um but we've now proven that okay yeah masawa got handled pretty decently by jumbo the first time around if given the shot masawa can lay jumbo down yeah um and that's what's kind of leading up into this match is it's, it's misawa's rematch technically um but he, like I said, he got pretty beat pretty handily. Like he put up a good fight, whatever. Jumbo didn't just go murder him. But yeah. Jumbo beat him clean in the middle, right? Like yeah. no, no craziness. Um, so we're getting that rematch after we've educated the crowd to the fact that Misawa can put Jumbo down. Yeah. He didn't that yeah. time, but it can be done. It can be done, yeah. Um, and yeah. this is this is good jumbo when he's uh, not jumbo. Sorry, this is good great jumbo. It's my favorite jumbo because it's surly. I'm holding on to my spot jumbo. 
Yeah. Um, it's really good Misawa because it's Misawa when he was still in shape enough to do the tiger mask stuff. His body wasn't destroyed yet. Yeah. But he's developing his more aggressive style. A lot of people say this is the match that kind of gives birth to the true King's Road style of wrestling. Yeah. So, and because of that, I think I think more because of that, the match is great. But I think because of what it leads into, yeah, it's the it's building the storyline to, to be. Yeah, and yeah. it's just the style it creates because you know strong style and King's Road are two different things. Yeah. and a lot of people confuse one for the other. But like I always loved the King's Road style. It was, it, it was that NWA style with a super exciting back end, and that's where you saw the big head droppy stuff. Whereas head drops, strong yeah. style is a shoot style, and you see guards yeah. and martial arts. So King's Road that's is more a no key. That was more the Noki, yeah, style. Yeah, they would get the the shoot kickboxers who were only about half smart. Yeah, and come in and just murder their guys. Yeah. You know, I, be- I believe at one point when New Japan was on its butt, Noki was bringing the shoot guys to have shoot matches with pro wrestlers. And Are you talking about think- the uh, early two thousands when it? Yeah, when he about killed it. Yeah, he about killed them. Well, because it killed all his stars. Because. Yeah, all the stars. Not only were they not shoot fighters, even if they were, they were older by that point. Yeah, and he's bringing in K one guys. Yeah, who are, are yeah, not yeah, he, knocking them out. Yeah, he about killed New Japan. Yeah, with that. With that, I think um, he got threatened because Noah was just just kicking everybody's butt. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and what yeah. all Noah did is Noah took the King's Road style of wrestling. And sped it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't be getting the, this match today is 32 minutes, 34 seconds, entrances and pomp and circumstance included. Uh, Match would be 15. It'd be all the craziness, half the selling. Yeah. And not necessarily a bad thing um, because they would sell the right things, but then it gets bastardized into the stuff we see today with 18 head drops and a kick out (laughs) one fire up. Yeah. Uh, but so this is the this is the birth of, like I said, the King's Road style. Absolutely. Uh, what would become at known as the Noah style. This is the you know the first brick laid, and then for better or for worse, into today's really high impact uh, indie style. You know, because everyone grew up fans of. More of Noah than the King's Road stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I just talked way more than I normally do on this. But, yeah, I'm, just, I'm really passionate about this match. I love this That's match. good. It's good. I usually do all the talk, and it's good. You, like, you know a lot more about this than I do. I hardly know any about it. So, it's good. This is something you're, you're, you you got a lot of knowledge on. So. But, so, I guess we are going to let me get the screen shared here. And then we are going to get on to watching this match. And so you said you've probably seen this match, but not in many, many years. I might have seen it uh, years and years ago, maybe. Gotcha. Okay, so on this real quick, let me move out of full screen uh, because I want to let you know who is bringing this to us on YouTube. Uh, The channel is Puroresu Ichiban. Uh, that's P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U, Ichiban, I-C-H-I-B-A-N. 
Um, and I did make sure this one has a finish, so we're not going to have what we had the last time. Uh, but I've got it. <laughs> I've got it all lined up at triple zeros, and we're going to start in three, two, one, play. What it. building is this? I believe this is the Tokyo Dome. Whoa! Yeah. Well. Yeah, looks pretty big. Yeah, Tokyo Dome. Uh, and we get the, the shot of young Mizawa here. With his, Is that a big scar on his neck? I don't know if it's a scar from like cut or just like a, a very bad bruise. I was wondering that when I watched this uh, between our two tapings again, just to refresh myself. Uh, I was wondering if that was just a real gross bruise or a scar on myself. Um, as I was donned in the green and eh, hey, here's, white, um, silver, Kawada. Kawada and um, uh, Kabashi's leading them out. Kabashi, yeah, yeah, they walking him out. Good grief, he's getting mugged. Yeah, holy and, uh, smokes! If I remember Dang. right, they were called the New Generation Army or the or the New Millennium Army, one of the two. Man, he is over like Rover. Yeah, he's got the he's got the si simple silver jacket. He's not the Noah Misawa that we came to know with the custom green and white jackets every time. Um, and I, I, I've always been a giant fan of All Japan's Ring. I love that mat. Yeah, the, the split blue and red. Yeah. And then it makes it real easy for the announcements in the red corner, in the you know, in the blue corner, blah, easy peasy. Yeah. We got a light show for Jumbo. I was say, yeah, I was like, you can tell it's this is big time. They got all the lights. Yeah, big big fight feel. We don't get the we don't get the backstage shot we got from Misawa. Jumbo coming through the crowd. He's got the typical Jumbo black jacket on. Yeah, yeah probably, I don't I don't think he ever got a different jacket. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, that's a newer one. Newer, 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 but it looks the exact same. Yeah, he never went really went off that that style. That just simple, <laughs> that simple, just black. So, is anybody in uh, Jumbo's corner? I couldn't tell. There, there is, and I don't know who it is. It's not a Kiritawe. I don't know if he's split yet or not. I believe he has. But Akira Tawe doesn't seem to be out there in his corner. Jumbo just looks miserable. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I love, right? Because, like, we saw Jumbo against Harley, and he's just babyface. Yeah. Yay me, babyface. And this Jumbo. <laughs> just, he looks miserable. <laughs> he wants to go like, up to Rapungi and drink a beer. He's like, I hate these stupid streamers. <laughs> yeah. Jumbo's oh, the, the grizzled old vet, right? And you've yes. got, you know, up-and-coming Mitsuharu Misawa, who's a legit challenger, and Jumbo's starting to realize it. Um, and Jumbo's not the out-and-out -out heel hit here, like in the story we're explaining seems he would be. He's still massively over with the people. Yeah. They like both these guys. But, like, right there, Jumbo goes for the handshake. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. And it, this is more of a Jumbo's kind of that that bitter, uh, bitter old heel. Hey boy, you need to respect me. 
Yeah. And Misawa is showing a little bit of rebellion by not taking the yeah. handshake from the old yeah. elder statesman. And you forget just how big Jumbo is until you see him yeah, and Misawa right yeah, next to each big, other. He was a big dude. Especially for for um, Japanese guys. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he was 6'4". Jumbo's around six foot. And you really see it when they lock up. Boom, big tackle. And, and I love, and I, oh. I try to, I try to uh, teach how the, the Japanese wrestlers will give and take body slams because they post very high. They don't go yeah. to the hip. They post on the sternum. Oh, oh, he missed the big flying knee. Oh, drop kick. And that got a big oh. reaction because everyone knew the flying knee. God, oh, he what a big boot. boot. But they, knew, oh. they know the flying knee attack is the yeah, setup for Jumbo's the finish, big right? Knee. Yeah, Jumbo's big knee. Oh, he just handsed him with that clothesline, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and, and Jumbo will occasionally – by now, Jumbo's created like a history of moves that he can finish you with, and the, the Lariat's one of them. Like, he, he will finish off some lower-card guys, but he will finish them off with the Lariat. Yeah. He, 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 he laid that one in. Yeah, yeah no, they, he yeah. heaves it. Them slams, boy. Whew. Yeah, I noticed they post on the um, – on the right around their waistband of the trunk. Yeah. And, and, these, and the these guys are wearing tall trunks. This isn't thousands. Oh, nice reversal. Yeah. That was sweet. Great reversal to another one of Jumbo's big moves. The belly to back or backdrop, I guess, is what is more. He just hit with there. a baseball drop kick, didn't he? Yep. And then we get the, the little taunt he used to do as oh, Tiger Mask. What did he hit him with right there? Shotgun drop kick off the apron. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, so it sucked for both guys. Yeah, I was going to say, man, that's a thin little mat they got out there. It's not them big foam WBF mats, WWE mats, you know? Oh, yeah, no, 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 not at all. Well, Jumbo sounded like a fool for him, man. He took the bump over the rail. Dang. See, see who's over there on commentary? Uh, is that Baba? That is Baba. I don't know if he's saying anything. It looks like he's just sitting there. But yeah, <laughs> but he's watching his current star and his next star make magic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, he took a nice bump over that rail. It's a nice forearm. Oh gosh! Yeah, and the selling of the forearms by by Jumbo. Yeah. Whoa, man, he got some height on that. Wow. Yeah, we we got a we got a Pescado or a house show dive, and man, dude, he again, has some this air. Is, this is the jumbo when he's still in shape enough to be Tiger Mask. He's literally months off being Tiger Mask. He's moved up the heavyweight, so he's not. You what mean he was. Uh, Misawa? Misawa, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he's, he's literally months away from last being Tiger Mask. Oh, you can tell how good, uh, great shape he's in. Yeah, and like I said, he did bulk up because he went from junior heavyweight to he heavyweight. He had to. Yeah, he had to. But and that's a big deal in Japan, moving up to heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, it. They take it serious. Now they're just pacing around, they're stalking each other. 
Yeah, got a, got a little bit of a reset. Yeah. Um, in their first match, uh, and the headlock actually plays a big thing. In this, he is man. He's selling those forearms to the side of the head big time. Yeah. Oh, he's selling great for Misawa. Uh, in their in their first match, the the match jumbo worked with Misawa was literally just a heel holds the headlock match, and they just kept going back to it. So every time that you see we saw we get out of the headlock is playing off their last story. And that's really what I liked about how Baba booked things is the singles matches were big matches and they all played off what happened in the one before. Yeah. Yeah. Them forearms from the side of the head look really good. Is he powering out? Yep. Uh Oh, what are we going for here? Got the old standing surfboard. Is he going to take him down? Is he going to keep it standing? I think he'll keep it standing, looks like. Is he trying to reverse it? I think he's trying to go into reverse. Yep, there he goes. I like how they didn't just go right into it. They, they struggled with it. I like that. Yeah, and the time and everything they're getting out of it. Yeah. He goes, he puts the knee into his. Jumbo went down, so he's puts the knee. Yeah, I like that. They, 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 the reverse in America, you just reverse it, and go right into it. They struggled with it. I like that. Oh, there he goes. He's going, uh, Jumbo looks like he's about to reverse it. Something so simple that, but they did it so good and it meant something. Oh, oh, nice double reversal there. This is good. Simple. It's it's so simple. It's good because of the selling, the way they're the way they're doing it. Try to go for the roast. He pulled him back. That was good. Going for another reversal. And like the placement for everything is perfect. The heads are yeah. Perfect. I was noticing like they're there's working no, together so well. And there's no uh, there's no air daylight. You'd see in America, you'd see tons of daylight. Wow, that was neat. Yeah, little front flip mule kick. Yeah, yeah, got That's him, got him he off. did a lot as uh, as Tiger Mask. That was good. That's a good way to break that. I like that. That was neat. Nice going to the arm. And they haven't, you know, they, they did some stuff at the beginning, on the, you know, but since they've been back in the ring, it's all just slowed down, selling, establishing, you know, a body part. Yeah, this is good. Game the hammer lock. To get to the ropes, yep. Jumbo, uh, Jumbo, Jumbo looks like Wahoo McDaniel here. Oh, he's smacking. Yep. Oh, that's that, re that's that rebellious nature that's coming. Yeah, out. look at Jumbo. He's like, oh, okay, <laughs> we're gonna play that, huh? <laughs> yeah, look at Jumbo. <laughs> he's like, he does remind you of a Wahoo. <laughs> 
Was he gonna cheap shot him? Oh, another! Wow! Oh, smokes! Yeah, and then now you got the top guy complaining to the referee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jump so those the little those little heel tendencies. Jimbo's getting on him now. Is it the knee? Bam! A big knee. Then give him another one. Oh, a double stretch. I like how they're they're pacing this. They do something big and then they'll work on a body part for a while. Do something big, work on the body part. I like that. Saw reverses it. Jumbo's just carrying him, ain't he? <laughs> to the ropes. Yeah, because we saw Brent. Whoa! Yeah, a little hip oh. toss over. Hip tossed him over the top. Uh oh, here he goes. He, here's your receipt from the slaps. <laughs> Bam, man! I don't see how they make it killed on those guardrails because they're they're so fl not flimsy, but they're not tied down. You know? Yeah. I don't see how somebody in the audience never got killed. The thing's flying back on them. He shoots him back in the ring. Uh oh, double underhook! Here it goes. Boom! And remember that pinned Harley. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. That was oh, and he kicked out. Was that even a two count? Right at two. Yeah, he pinned Harley, yeah. And, you know, and, that, and that's the thing. The people all know, like, what his stuff is. You know yeah, what I mean? They, yeah, because he's the guy. Because they know all of his big stuff. And he kicked out. Just, I mean, there wasn't no, that was just, he, boom, kicked. I mean, it wasn't like any drama to the milking the cat. Yeah, he kicked right yeah, out. It, it, was, it wasn't a close near fall. It was just one yeah. two. Yeah, he didn't milk it at all. He kicked right out of it. Boom. Did he just drop him or did he hit a knee? I couldn't tell. Uh, he just gave him the old pick up and come out from under you. Okay. So you know you call that flapjack. You know you talking about early. Oh, let's see what we can do here first. There's another one. Oh, oh, nice drop kick out of it. There's some forearms, man. Big thing. Jumbo took a big old body slam. Uh-oh, he's going to the top. Oh, he just lit him up, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, what, what do you call that? The bottle rocket drop kick? No, that was from the top, wasn't it? Yeah. The second rope's the bottle rocket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so if it's yeah. not from the top, it's not a missile. No, it's a bottle rocket. It's a Jeff Jarrett drop kick. <laughs> even, even though that was that that was that shotgun drop kick from the yeah, top, that was, one that hurts the most. Yeah, yeah. Nice running elbow in the corner. Everything they do looks good. Oh, nice. Here we go. Gut wrench. What was it? What do we call it? <laughs> oh, uh, the, oh, who who was it? Gordon Sully would yeah. call it a... The side salto souple. <laughs> I 
dang, man, Joe's seen them big old body slams. Yeah, man, Joe took a top. great slam. Oh, big splash kicks out. You know, you saw my that last one about you said that you finally grad they upgraded their um, their uh, uh, track suits. Yeah, that was in what seventy eight. Well, I don't think these are the ones they oh over the top. Oh, he just now, hit him with a stun gun. Yeah, so Hot now here's, here's the thing. I believe that's what he won the first match with. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're playing off that as well. I know he's done that another wow. time. Maybe he didn't win the match with it, but I know he hit it. Before. Yeah, I thought they were going to go over the top, but yeah, at the last minute they dropped him. But yeah, you saw how they upgraded their their jumpsuits or their track suits. Oh, here comes a pile driver. Oh, hoo didn't oh that was ooh <laughs> that's definitely a Japanese pile driver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're you know you said they updated them in seventy. At one guy that updated one in seventy eight. Yeah. I think that's the last time they've updated them because they still look like the same updated seventy eight. Was that a Fez press? That was. Wow, Jumbo pulled out a Fez press. This is good stuff. Oh, oh, that's brutal, dude. That was snug, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, you yeah, know, back of the head. Oh, oh, that was better. Jumping to the, jumping to the front. That, that was more. It was work. That other one, I think it was. That was that was really snug. Was he going for the knee? Oh man, did you see the high drop dropkick? Yeah, Jumbo still got still got some athleticism. Man. He got up there on that drop kick. He's older. He's not old yet. But still, he's got a lot of miles on that body. Oh, yeah. He's beat to death. You know he is. Yeah. But, man, he got some. Is it going to be the knee here? Is he going for the knee? Oh, that big old kick. Dang. That big kick, it looks good. He does. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a just put the boot up there and let you run yeah. into it. Yeah. It's not quite a test, big boot, but it's a it's a heck of a big boot. It looks good. Is he going? Uh oh. He going to the second. What's he going to do? Get caught? <laughs> no. Oh. I wasn't expecting that. Was you? No. -uh. He caught him. I, oh my! Here goes the underhook. Here's he. Oh, he's fighting it. Oh, this is good. He gives, oh, man, those knees. Dang. That's that big old, yeah, that body slam was big. I like them big body slams. They look good. Oh, he's going to the very top now. He's going to get caught this time for sure. Oh, he even the ding dong? <laughs> <laughs> I think he slapped him in the belly, but. Okay. Either one Whoa. would stop your top rope attack, I'm sure. Oh, man. It's going to take a suplex on that hard ring. Get away, camera dude. I feel like they've <laughs> updated the rings a little bit. They don't seem as hard as they were in that 70s match we watched. I'm sure they a little bit better. Oh, was that a flying knee? Yeah, flying knee from the top. Wow. He kicked out. 
Yeah, oh so my gosh. Jumbo's hitting him with all his big bombs. And he just can't put Mizawa away. Wow. So you tell me that that isn't building Misawa. And you see, and Jumbo's selling it by the frustration on his face, too. Yeah. He's going for another pile driver. Misawa's blowing. This is good. There, oh. Oh. Folded him up. Power bomb. He kicks. Yeah, look at Jumbo. He's frustrated. Man, this is good selling. The guy giving the moves is selling the move just as much by being frustrated. Look at that. That's awesome. Man, you don't see this stuff nowadays. Jumbo with some forearms. There, oh, here he goes. Hooks him under. Hooks again. Oh, he blocks it. Spins around. Backslide. One, two, dang! This is good. Oh, he just lit jump of that forearm. Yeah, he's down. He's selling it. Look at that. He's out. Jumbo is out from the. Look at the crowd. The crowd is up. They're like, Jumbo is down from the forearm. Look at this. Yeah, to the point where he's, he's flopping out of the ring. And if I remember right, All Japan has a 20 count. Don't hold me to yeah. that, but I believe so. I think they do. But count outs are taken a lot more seriously over there, too. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Man, he just went like 15 foot back off that drop kick into the rail. Uh-oh, is he going to fly? It's going to the top. Yep, here he goes. Crossbody, wham. Wow. You notice Jumbo was wearing them trace. <laughs> oh, yeah. And all black everything. Yep. This is good. So I was back in. Where's the ref at? There he is. He's checking on Jumbo. Oh, that's a nice little jump kick. Oh, another one. Uh-oh. Oh, here it goes. Jumbo. Ah, oh, he got out of it. Oh, he went for the big line. Rolls him up with Connor Roll into the bridge, too. Whoa! <laughs> Man, you know those young boys that they're getting they that's one thing I think was really neat. Those young boys got to sit around and watch these matches, you know? Yeah. And, and learn and and you know. Oh gosh. Oh, he's going back to the top. Let's so get the splash again. Oh, ate the knees. Covers ain't more. Two, he kicked out. The urgency Jumbo is going toward these covers for too. Yeah, because he can't because everything he's hitting with all his big big stuff. Yeah, look at me, he's frustrated. Everything all his he's hitting with all his big stuff and he can't pin him. He's about the twelfth body slam. <laughs> uh oh. Oh Boston Crab. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go back to what they let the all the young boys do. Boston Crab. 
<laughs> in the rope. He got the ropes. See what he's going to do to him. There's the lariat. God, oh! What a clubbing lariat. Oh, he murdered him, didn't he? <laughs> he, he throws, like, Hanson throws what I call is a, like, a cutting lariat. Like, he's trying to cut your head off. Yeah. Jumbo's trying to get as much forearm and bicep on your chest yeah. and just push you down. Yeah. God. Oh, <laughs> we gave him another one. He kicks out. Oh, my God. And these are strong kickouts, too. These aren't the yeah. one shoulder up. Yeah, he's actually yeah. kicking out. One finger in the air going back and forth. Like, this <laughs> full body kickouts. Jumbo, Jumbo being thrown did. off of him. Look, at he's frustrated big time. He can't put him out. He's, he's getting really frustrated. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so he's going for that, you know, that belly to back suplex. Jumbo sell the back of his head. And Masawa kicks so off the top rope. Yeah, he's on the back of his head. That's good. And the belly to back, another move. I know I say that a lot because he kind of had the market cornered on a lot of moves, but something he'd beat a lot of people with. Yeah. Oh, nice German. And beautiful bridge, and it's right on top of his head. Yeah. It wasn't like one of those crazy Matt Seidel bridges, but it was a good solid bridge. <laughs> his nose his nose wasn't touching the mat, and he had ballerina toes on. But Oh, Matt Seidel weighs 150 pounds, too. So. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's he going to do here? He got him hooked. He's, Jumbo's fighting it. Is he going to backdrop him? That, so oh. that right there is an old Baba finish. Really? Yeah, Baba would use that some. Okay. Uh, the old water wheel drop type thing. Uh, Baba also would do, and Jumbo pulls out from time to time. I don't know if he does in this match. Remember the old neck breaker drop Baba would do, where it's like a sit-out clothesline? Yeah. Yeah, Jumbo will pull that out from time to time, too. I thought he was about to do it right there. Big knee. What's he doing now? He's setting him up. Look like take his head off. He's waiting to feed up. Here it comes. Well, I don't know. What happened? <laughs> he changed his mind. So, yeah. So, uh, oh, what, what happened he, there? Misawa used to do like a turnaround headbutt. He forearmed him, didn't he? Yep. Forearmed him in the head, and he's selling his elbow. Yeah, he's selling his elbow. That's good. Is he going to? Oh, what the crap just happened? Got a low blow. Oh my. my thing's starting to 
freeze up a lot now. Oh, no. It's skipping like it was last time. Yeah, it's like, uh, whoa, nice. Oh, he went for a suplex and floated over. Oh, nice reversals. Whoa, nice reversal. Oh, my gosh. Was that it? Yeah. Was that three? Yep. Wow, I thought he kicked out in time. Holy yeah. smokes. Just a legitimate wow. out-of-nowhere finish. It, it didn't hurt Jumbo because his shoulder was up right after. And we got Misawa wow. on K Kabashi and Kawada's shoulders. Actually, just like a Jumbo. Wow. Just can't, just can't believe it, right? So now, now we have definitive proof in the story that Misawa can beat Jumbo because he did it. Wow. That was good. And Misawa, not Misawa, Jumbo has an out too, right? He that low blow happened. It was inadvertent. Yeah, Misawa didn't do it, but he's got an out, so that when we build to another match, hint, hint, wink, Jumbo's wink. still over like crazy too. Look at the people; they're they still love Jumbo. Yeah, but by the time we build to another match, Jumbo's still legitimate because he can go. I got hit in the groin. We kept wrestling. No. Yeah, so all, all that happened in this, Jumbo didn't get hurt at all, in my opinion. No. Mitsuharu Misawa got made. Yeah. His, look at that crowd. Oh, yeah, they're going, they're, they're, because yeah, they just saw Jumbo lose. <laughs> and there was nobody in that crowd thought he was actually going to lose this, you know, this soon, I bet, you know? I think they were thinking it was probably going to be down the road a little a few more matches. So I think this really like, wow, this kid's for real, you know? Well, and, and, and because it was so early in their feud, he had just called him out months ago. Yeah. And, and, and got beat, quite frankly, in the match he wanted. Yeah. Went out there and got beat. Uh, we got a little interview segment. I have no idea what they're saying. So <laughs> uh, it's just kind of playing in the background. Um <laughs> We're going yeah, to so, the steakhouse. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to go to. I, I don't know. That might just be a guy gene thing, thing at this I time. I think it is. That's, what That's why I just said going to the steakhouse. Not the. We're not going to Rivera. <laughs> That's for the. That's for the American boys. <laughs> yeah. So, somebody's going to pay for my food tonight. I don't know who, but it ain't going to be me. <laughs> Bob needs to pay for after that match. Oh. All right, guys. So we went ahead and we, we stopped the video because it was legitimately the rest of the video was just, uh, I, I'm sure, a heartfelt Misawa promo that neither me nor. Did they Chris show Baba? I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Did they show Jumbo every him? No. The, okay. the rest of the video. I just want to see what he, the look on his face was. So that was really good. The difference, even in Japan wrestling from this time period, even old school re American wrestling, the selling was is still different. You know, everybody talks about old school selling. The selling back the in Japan was even better than old school American selling. I think it just—I'd I, I'd agree with that. It was, it was more realistic on both sides. Yeah, and seemed like there's only a few times they would do something. 
where either guy didn't put up some kind of struggle a little, you know? Right, right. I mean, there's a few times where they went right into something, but they were already, it's like I could then hit something to them and warm down, but they were like, go hit like something, you know, just, it ain't like, like, you know, it's just totally different. It's psychology is different, but it's psychology. It's their psychology. Um, you know, it, and it kind of reminds me of some of the older, the old, old school stuff. When you watch some, like, like some of the best stuff where you just didn't go right into moves. There were some struggles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they still have that mentality of, you know, both sides, you know, it, it, in the, their, the placemental stuff and the, the flow of the match where they get up and they bring it back down, get it back up, bring it back. Um, when you have a match that goes back and forth, um, you got to know how to pace it like that. And they, because it, it's done perfect, you know, when, when it's back and forth, just back and forth, back and forth, back, back and forth, you got to know how to pace it. And they did it. It's perfect, you know. Of that two, 32 minutes, we watched about 29. Did that feel like it went 29 minutes? No. It, it just kind of flew by, right? Yeah, it did. Because you, I, so that's why I like doing it this, doing it the way we're doing it now. As I watch it, I'm watching it live for the first time. And it's like, I'm into it. And it's it's hooking me, you know? And, and so it's going by fast. You know? Yeah. And people can't see the video of this, but. I noticed myself during during the watching during the watch along portion smiling because you're reacting at at points I knew exactly you would react to and pretty much how <laughs> you would react. Yeah, just because like I, I've seen this match a number of times. Um, it's not one of my most watched things, but it's like if I ever want to study r- real the grizzled old jumbo, which is the one I prefer to study. But like I watch him against Misawa because he sells that frustration so well. Yeah. Like that's about as heel as you'll ever get Jumbo is in his stuff with Misawa because they never turned him full. He was never a full villain. Yeah. He was a villain in those scenarios. Um, you know, he he never was a villain for sake of being a villain. Um, but w- with that said, it's like like I said, I could almost call beat for beat some of the stuff. Like I knew the, how, that you would react on that turnaround headbutt elbow and then the selling of the elbow. I, yeah. I knew that would get you. I knew some of those just thuddy clotheslines would get you. Oh, uh, but, you know, like you, you brought up selling, like I said, I think it, it's just more realistic. In, in America, the formerly was always kind of the baby face will sell very realistic and very sympathetic. And the heel needs to almost oversell. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's kind of like, that's to apply to, and I don't mean this directorially, but to the lower, lowest common denominator, right? So even with your body language, the people in the crowd who know nothing about wrestling don't know who the heel or baby face is. Well, if you sympathetically sell right, or if you oversell right, like they should almost be able to laugh at your sell. Whereas in Japan, they're taking both very legitimate. Jumbo did sell slightly bigger than Misawa. I think he needed to to, to to get to help rise him up. I think yeah. he had to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. But he never, at never one point did 
I look at anything that Jumbo took and goes, okay, for instance, Honky Tonk Man would take it that way. Because Honky Tonk Man was the king. I mean, but he was the king of the big cartoony oversells. Yeah. Right? I mean, the king of it. I, I can't think of anyone better that could make a bump look Dick Murdoch. But it wasn't even the bump <laughs> Dick Murdoch took. It was all the stuff he did afterward. Yeah, sure. Honky Tonk <laughs> Man in just the bump could look so silly. Yeah. Right, um, but it was easy to to hate him, to want to boo him because ah ha, he's making a butt out of himself. Yeah, at, at no point was there a point, and it's really easy to do as a heel. Oh, I can take this silly bump here, and it'll make him look good, and it will. But at no point did Jumbo look like he was doing anything cartoonish while still yeah. putting Masawa over. Well, yeah, I said it's a, it's it's psycho- it's their psychology against American psychology, and none of them wrong. It's just a different style of their psychology. Yeah. You know? It's just, just, you know, it's why it is now. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm super glad you liked it. I figured you would. It, two pe- The two people in there, there's no way you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad, like you said, you you said you think it's your first time probably seeing the match or at least seeing yeah, that's the first time I've seen that one. That's first time I've seen that one. And I, I, I love that one because – I think you can almost, especially with commentary, because the Japanese announcers, even though you don't know what they're saying, they have a lot of inflection in their voice, so you can tell when something really important just happened. Exactly. And I would have loved to have been able to hear that crowd, too. Yeah. Because they were... You could tell. You could see how they 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 were into it. They, you know... Yeah, and and from from the get, like you know, don't get me wrong, they weren't standing up during chain wrestling, but they were they were into it. You can tell that they were making noise. They weren't doing the respectful thing. They, yeah. they were cheering both Jumbo and Misawa. Yeah, well, but, they knew there's something special they're saying. Yeah, and, and there's a there's points in the match where, and, and you see this more, um, but so later Jumbo they'll be. In this match, for for one, they'll just start chanting Misawa. Like, you never saw Misawa call for a chant. Yeah. They just started chanting it. Jumbo would have to throw his arm up, and then they'd all do the, or whatever Jumbo said, right? They'd all all say that with him. But Jumbo was having to ask for it. Misawa was getting it naturally. Getting getting it already. Yeah. in, In that match, you kind of, you didn't see the full changing of the guard, but you started to see the handoff. You saw the presentation, yeah. right? And then no, the change comes, yeah. comes later. Until it's building. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely saw, like I said, I think the handoff Yeah, of that, if not a little bit more. I mean, he did beat Jumbo. Yeah, but the hand to be, you know, he's got to be more than once, though. Yeah. Know? So, but yeah, it's there. It's... They're they're building their foundation and it's yeah it's it's good booking you know like I said it's different from American booking and like you said I feel like it's more long term yes it is it's not hot shotting at all (laughs) definitely not saying that this part of the angle may have been hot shotted because they had everything behind Tenru at one point yeah so they yeah they had to hot shot to get into it but it's a lot it's drawn out after you know after these first two to to, yeah. you know, get it. They I had to, to get it going. The plan was always to go with one of the pillars. You can't convince me otherwise. But Kawada wasn't over yet. Kawada wasn't ready. Yeah. 
Autumn, uh, no white Kabashi right. Kabashi is the youngest of all of them. Yeah. So he definitely wasn't ready yet. No. no uh, Akira Tawe was kind of being pushed pretty heavy. But, I, I but think, Tiger, Tiger Mass 2 was super duper over. Yeah. Already. But I think the other guy he's talking about, Tawe, it's. Um, I think him. Uh, I, he was good, but there was nothing. There wasn't that special thing about him. There's something special about Masawa, you know. So I think that's why they didn't go with him. Yeah. Well, I Misawa definitely had a more marketable look. Yeah. Um, that's always been, to me, a drawback of Akira Tawes, is he had nobody to speak of. Yeah. He, there was nothing, sounds terrible sounds for terrible. Some, somebody I'm going to say is one of the top wrestlers of the mid-90s, but nothing, you look at him, nothing special about him. He's pretty tall. Other than that, nothing special about him. Yeah. No build. Frankly, doesn't look like an athlete. Yeah. He's awesome when you watch a match with him. Yeah, no. When, I first, super when I, first saw, I first saw him, I was like, whoa, this guy. Look at it. It's like, wow. It's, uh, you know, you can't read the, the book by this cover at all, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that he's always looked at as the lesser pillar. Yeah. But I disagree. He's just the, he's the one who went heel first off. You know, he yeah. later, either later or previous to this, joins Jumbo against all his other fellow pillars. Now, yeah. like he's, you know, he's the. Uh, I, I guess since it's the four heavenly pillars, he's the fallen angel. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, and a lot of people say there was actually five pillars, and they throw Junakiyama in there, but. Which I'm a pretty big Jun Akiyama fan, so I'll throw him in there regardless. Well, he was toward he he, but he wasn't right there at the beginning. Though. He was a little yeah he, he he was later. He, he was yeah. even younger than Kabashi. Um, well, what was the other guy? The guy wore the uh, Rising Sun. Oh, uh, Kikuchi. Yeah, he was in there a lot too in that like ninety two ish. Yeah. Frame ninety two ninety three. She was in there a lot, but always it seemed got his really big pushes in the tag team division. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely tag. Yeah, he was definitely more of a tag guy. He got more pushing the tag, but he was one of the. If he won a pillar, but he was in that level that next under right under because he was right there. Yeah. Know. Oh yeah, he was definitely oh. a, an upper card guy. Um, yeah. And again, excellent match with him. He's tagging with Kabashi, and they're starting to put some steam behind Kabashi. And it's them against Furnace and Lafon or Crawford. Yeah, yeah. And it's in. Oh, it's time about that. It's one, in yeah. Kikuchi's hometown, and they're just going nuts. It's thirty minutes of mayhem, and Crockett and Furnace making them look like eight million dollars. Like. Wow. It's an awesome one. If if I keep hey, on, man, that if I keep on my Japan kick, I'll add it in there. Um, but I think I need to change change it up the next time just to, for a little taste change, or I'll stick us in King's Road for the rest of the time because I can definitely yeah. do that. I tell you that ninety two to basically ninety six, all Japan was really good. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. You know, um, yeah. Um, 
Prince and Crawford was just, yeah, they were unbelievable. You know? and, and I hate that nothing happened when they got their opportunity, right? Because that team, like, I, I remember seeing them at, in 96 in the WWF and being like, who are these guys? I don't, I don't get it. No. And then seeing their Japanese work later, I'm like, why didn't you let them do that on TV? Just Vance have amazing won't. tag team matches because that's all they it's needed. Big, well, Vance ain't going to let that happen. He ain't let it happen nowadays. Look what he did to um, what's his saying? Um, what's his name? Um, Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah, that his name. Yeah, right. okay. you, basically, you, you I mean, can't just be an awesome wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> those little jumpsuit things he puts him in are hideous. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He was already kind of wearing. He wasn't wearing the ring. He would have a top and bottom, and he would take he would, the top off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not now, wrestling. now he's kind of wearing the Bruce Lee a little bit. Yeah, it's hard. The Elvis. <laughs> I, I I liked Bruce Lee better. <laughs> Be on saying just don't look right, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I like him better with the shirt off. Um, I'll tell you something. I was thinking about y'all said that time period of uh, all Japan. They had some stinkers, too. They had this, uh, oh gosh, this American guy. He had like a bootleg kind of road warrior gimmick. What was his name? Oh, he was just tall. No, he really had no body. Oh, he was awful. Oh my gosh, he was so awful. What was his name? So I've seen him, quite a few of his matches from all Japan. They were oh stinkers. Was he oh, one of the Road Warriors name. brothers? Huh? Was he one no, of they were all, no, they were all decent. Even Johnny Ace. Oh, <laughs> um, what was this guy's name? Oh my gosh, he looked horrible. Oh, he looked so bad. Um, what was his name? Oh, I'm, I'll remember it later tonight. But he was so bad. He was really tall. Really had no just no body, and it was bad. He was oh, he was awful. But Baba liked him. He got. He, I can't remember the guy's name. I'll remember it. Like I said later tonight. <laughs> but yeah, there were some stinkers, you know, and then. Yeah, but, <laughs> but most of that stuff in that time period was really, really good. So, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't, and, and all Japan dominated the early nineties. Like, oh gosh, yes, they, they dominated it. Uh, and then you know, Noah started in two thousand and dominated. I'm yeah. trying to remember when New Japan actually took back over. It had to be the late night, late two thousands, early late two thousands, two thousand ten ish, around there sometime. Yeah, it would have had to be because Noah was so hot. Well, it basically well when did um, what happened after Masawa died? So it had to be after that. Had to be. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because they be. were still. Yeah, because they were because Noah, even if he died, they were still they were rolling. So yeah, so it's like, actually that'd be early like 2010, the ten, however you say the 2000, you know, yeah. how you say it, the 10s or whatever. Yeah, 
Yeah. So it had to be in there after Masala passed. Because he passed, what, in like, 09? Uh, God, I'm trying to remember. It should have been 09. That, that seems right. Yeah, June 13th, 09. June 13th, 09, from a belly-to-back suplex. Yeah. So, um, so after all that, yeah, that's it's early 2010s is when um, New Japan kicked it in. Uh, they were come. They were building back up because they got away from that. Like we talked about that earlier, that Anoki um, uh, shoot style that about put them out of business. You know. Yeah, and it did. It it came darn close. Yeah. Yeah, I just wonder. You know, if all Japan, if if you know, they would have had the um, Exodus to you know and then start Noah. If all Japan would still be number one, you know. Yeah, I, I wonder that a lot myself because that's the problem. Is a lot of the top guys went to Noah. Yeah, basically, almost all of them did. I mean, it was, did, did Kawada stay at first? Uh, I believe. Or did he go? I believe at first. I I know Kabashi went. Yeah. Junakiyama stayed. Yeah, he stayed. Like, yeah. Yeah, he, I he, mean, he, he eventually wound there. up. He eventually wound up in Noah, but so was Miss Baba just that that bad with business, or I don't know. I, I I don't know what what it was. I mean, a lot of people had their agreements directly with Baba and only trusted Baba. You know, yeah. he had such a respect. That maybe she just didn't have. Like that's yeah. possible that she just didn't yeah. have it. Yeah. I tell you, man, what hurt them a lot too was they put that belt on um, the big sumo guy. Aki Bono. Yeah, that that killed their business right there. What little business they had, that was dumb. You think so? Because he was pretty over like Rover. After a while, they said it. That's what they said. That's what they. I don't know. I just stuff I read. They said that that was one of the problems. They kept the belt on him too long. Yeah, I could. I could see him. He, he definitely couldn't do the matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I could definitely see that. But he was like, he was massively over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he was the sumo guy, but 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 for what they were used to seeing as their top guy, he couldn't produce the matches. You know. Yeah. And so you know he he didn't need to be the top guy. He needed to be the special attraction. Oh, time. You know the you know the Lord, the guy. You know, what I'm saying you're you can be a, the top guy without the. You know, what I'm saying you just you know not the top guy. You know, what I'm saying though. And you said the kind of like the um, the face kind of you know because without like without being yeah, without being the actual champion yeah 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 exactly without being the workhorse of the promotion yeah yeah and I think they just kept it on too long and it it hurt them so yeah I mean and then later we'd get guys like Ricky Choshu come in and they would go off to Noah and. I think that's really where the style change was with Toshu too, because 
he worked at Kings Road style, but he worked it faster. And that's where that's where I almost think it sped up when he went to Noah. Because he was smaller, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't small by any means, but no. he wasn't big and bulky like Kabashi and Mizawa. No. You know, Kabashi's a walking chest and shoulders. Yeah. So, who was the last one to retire? Was it Kabashi? Uh, of the pillars you're talking, correct? Yeah. yeah. I believe so, yeah. Because uh, after he, he came back after he had that health scare, right? Didn't he come back yeah, for a little had, bit? Yeah, he had cancer. Yeah. Um, see, Kawada's last match was 2010. Uh, so, so we know, we know that was after Misawa's. Uh, Kabashi retired in thirteen. So right now, well, after, but he never he wasn't a full time. He just did when right there after the health scare. He didn't after the cancer and all that. He didn't. He wasn't full time. Did he come back full time or just worked a part time schedule? I, I think more part time. Um, yeah, Tawe. Retired in December of 13. So let me look back at Kenta Kabashi. So basically, I'm really retired within a four-year period. Yeah. Um, Tawe actually made it longer. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, he, he made it. Uh, Kabashi was in May. Uh, Tawe was in December. Of 13. Hmm. Wow. So all four of them were, well, of course, because Masawa, but so all four of them was done within a four year period. So, wow. That's a lot. That's a lot to lose four legends in a four year period, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one, not doing it by choice either, you know. The biggest star out of out of all of them just passing away, and I'm sure that yeah. There's no way that didn't send a scare. Oh, that had. I mean, that. I mean, with that happening, that was. Yeah. That had. I mean, just. Yeah. <laughs> Down in the ring, it's you know, pretty, yeah, that's. That's a brutal. That's, but that's where he would want to go. I'm sure. <laughs> off a simple bump, too, though. Well, gosh, you got to think of all the years of. Yeah. Oh, all the head drops he took. That's why to it was that. gonna. That's all it was gonna take. Was one little something simple, and to, you know, to finally do it. So, but yeah, it's um. But if you look at him the last couple of years, he his body was shot. And put on weight, and you know. Yeah, no, he was a shell of his former self. Yeah, but I mean, that's a lot of years too of just hard, hard, hard matches. So I mean, hard, hard matches and, and hard living. A lot of those those top guys end up like drinking and smoking a lot. I'm sure. Yeah, do something to 
you know, because I heard over there they don't have pills. Yeah. And stuff. So, you know, you're going to have to drink. You know? Especially if you're getting you dropped on your head three or four times in a night. You're going to just down the alcohol, you know? So. Yeah, that's like, like you know, like Harley, you know. Harley was a drinker, you know. He lived rough, you know, what no you know, you never heard of him, you know, pills or cocaine or was drinking, you know, a lot of the guys. Like I said, I don't think the the pills really got the pills and coke was toward the end of the seventies, you know, into the eighties, so a lot of it was just drinking, drinking, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's copious copious amounts of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. But no, nah, that's um, that was a good pick. I like that. That was really well, good. Well, I'm glad you like that. What kind of pick you got for us next week? I didn't have one <laughs> until what, I didn't know if you were gonna stooge on yourself or not. Yeah, why not? <laughs> My I guess because I'm not watching them until I watch them on here. I forget to pick them. But I did stumble across something during the week. I didn't watch it. I was going to watch it later on. And I didn't watch So now I'm, I'm going to use this as my pick. So it's kind of good that I didn't watch it during the week. Pull it up here. Okay. So we're in Japan. We're going to hop on the plane, go back across. We're going to touch down in Houston, Texas. And it's going to be... July 2nd, 1982. Got a match against, I'm I'm sure he, he had to be, he, was, he would have been AWA world champion at the time, wasn't he? Nick Buckwinkle. It, it it's always a fair guess to assume Nick has the belt. Yeah. So it was Nick Buckwinkle against Ricky Morton. That's so going to be really good. Is this Ricky Morton? Um, Pre-rock and roll? Yes. This was right around. So this his, is right right after he was, because he was first in Memphis area, and then they shipped him out to San Antonio. Yeah, this is right in the San Antonio part. So this is when he was tagging with. Uh, Ken Lucas. Yep. Okay. Ken Lucas. Yep. So this is, this is really young Ricky Morton working with the world champ. Yes. This yeah. will be good. This is right before he went back to, this might have been like the end of his. So I get my dates mixed up on something, but I think this is right before he went back to Memphis. If I'm if I'm right, if it not, it's it wasn't too long because this is because in '83 he came. I'm pretty. I think he came back to Memphis. So, um, so yeah, this would have been pro in the middle or the tail end of his Southwest uh, run. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking probably the tail end with it, especially with him being a singles match, because uh, him and um, Ken Lucas basically, you know, the top babyface tag team, basically almost the whole time he is down there. So, but I think it's going to be really good. I mean, it's Bachwinkle and um, a real young Ricky Morton who has been learning uh, a lot. By a team with Lucas, you know. Um, you know, when he worked, he started at Goulas. I mean, he'd been in the business all his life, you know. Uh, and he started working for Goulas, you know. 
uh, they didn't do much, you know. Um, well, he was starting out, so he wasn't really going to get no push anyway. But uh, then he went to work for Jarrett. Um, I'm looking at the match now. It's two out of three falls, and we got Bobby Heenan in the corner. Yeah, I saw that. Heenan, yeah, that's going to be good. Um, so it's a two out of three fall? That's what that's what just came across the screen. This is wow. posted by YouTube. Well, it must be Rob a world B. title. It must be a world title match then. Oh, and they must have did their two ring battle royal that night because there's two rings. Oh, that could be interesting. Because it seemed like every world title match in Houston, either AWA or NWA, was always a two out of three falls. It seemed like in Houston. Um, yeah, when he went back to Memphis, he went to work for Jarrett. They put him with. Uh, either they put him with uh, oh god, Sonny King first, or they put him with, or it was either with Sonny King first and Sonny King turned on him, or they put him with um, um, Eddie Gilbert, and then they did it for a little bit, then they put him with Sonny King. I can't remember which one was first, though. He got a little, a, a you know, about a mid car push, um. And they did the thing with uh, Sonny King turned on him. Um, and then he um, showed up out in the Southwest so, for uh, Blanchard. So it's, um, so it's, you know, he'd been working 82. He started in 78. Uh, so four years, you know, basically four years. Work, actually, you know, he'd been in business forever, you know, with his dad hauling the ring, helping his dad set the rings up and stuff. But actually being in the ring working, um, basically about a four year. So um, it's going to be really interesting, you know, to see. You know, Bob Lincoln was just a master, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, nobody better. You know, and, and it's good to see if Ricky had learned that. And that, you know, I was talking about the uh, uh, the difference in Japanese and the American, uh, the uh, babyface selling. You know, in Japan, there was you did they didn't do the sympathy, but in America, you want you, that your babyface is that sympathy sell. You know, you yeah. want to sell and get sympathy. And Ricky Morton become one of the best at it. So it's going to be neat to see how in '82 if he, uh, how how if he had learned that. How good he was at that! What he was known for, you know that. Yeah, simply babyface sell. You know? Yeah, if if four years deep, if he had become you know the best seller ever yet or not, because yeah. it's it's him and Steamboat, and oh, you know there's there's people who have him over Steamboat. I it, it it's one of those things. Either one, you can say either one. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. You know, definitely you're, if you're uh, teaching a, you know, a class to, to, you know, how to just say all the, you know, Ricky Morton's the um, the uh, staple of who you need to tell them to learn from, you know? Yeah. You know, oh, especially you think about uh, those matches with the Russians, man. Oh, my gosh. You know, they were killing him, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah, same with with the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Yeah, it's, it's a murder, murder, Ricky. Tag in Robert when you're ready to bump. Yeah, 
but it's just you know it yeah it, it's um which by the way is a formula that still works to this day oh if you if you hit the right people know how to do it yeah definitely M murder ricky tag in robert when you're ready to bump yeah oh yeah <laughs> just don't it's, listen to anything either one of them say before the match <laughs> Okay, Rick, ah. Ricky, Ricky's favorite is, hey, sell everything for me. Don't sell for Robert. All right, thanks. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Are they going to be there at the NWA show? Uh, I, I've, seen the, I've seen Ricky talk about being on the NWA show. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they've advertised them. That, there are another some advertised people. I yeah, I, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any official advertisement for them yet. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Ricky and Robert have a way of working everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I, said, I figured they. But I, like, I, like I said, I seen like today they released. Uh, Tyrus is going to be there. So I, I don't know if they've released. Sure, they'll. I sure they'll pop up. I, I don't see everything. So I didn't know if you've seen. Any more advertisements on who all is going to be on there or not? Yeah, no. Uh, like I said, uh, we're now the NWA podcast. Um, oh, just, I just thought a minute ago saying the, the Tyrus thing, and then we're talking yeah. about Ricky and Robert. So, I mean, it just, yeah, I, 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 did, I did see Tyrus uh, announced earlier today. Um, I've seen Slice Boogie, another guy from Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, but I can't remember the name. <laughs> that name killed me. <laughs> Uh, oh, Slice Boogie. Yeah, it's a great name. Um, <laughs> also, if I, if I remember right, it's a Santino Brothers alumni, which is a, a page I follow on YouTube a lot, Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy. Um, then, you know, of course, you got Aldis, you got Crimson have been announced. But they haven't announced any matches, though, right? Nothing that I've seen, no. Okay. Cool. But yeah, they, that, that's coming up in, in two weeks. So yes, yeah, they sure like it. They got to start really getting it out there. But yeah, I've seen like I said, I don't keep up with. I just remember you know, and like I said the last place I seen them actually seen them was on the NWA show. That's what why I brought NWA up was because that's the last time I saw them actually work was um, was a TV taping. So yeah, I actually got got to see live uh, Aldis versus Ricky for the world title. And that was wow. fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. A lot of Ricky had, they had a good story going into it. Ricky had him in the palm of his hands because he's Ricky and he can do that. And they just told a good story going into it. Wow. How old is Ricky now? Is he 60 something? He's, he's in his 60s. I know that for a fact. I still may still get around, man. Yeah, I don't know how he does it, man. He's like, he's like Lawler, one of those that just somehow keep. I mean, Robert too. Robert moves around great as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they do it. Uh, Ricky is sixty-four. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Man. Oh wow! One more year, he's gonna start getting retirement. And he's still doing the he's doing the dive for the ropes and stuff now. If he trusts the guy, <laughs> or you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he ain't gonna go out there no, no, uh, no, um, um, 
no hot topic, a hot hot topic. Um, R us, you know, guy out there, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, I've worked with Ricky many times when he's like, "Hey, Bubba, neither one of us are going to bomb," and I'm like, "That sounds great." Sounds like a sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> he is. He's oh, like first one to bump loses. Uh, yeah. Now nah, Ricky's the man, that, and I, I, I hope to see him on every TV. Yeah. He's on a lot with his boy now, right? Yeah, he's been uh, he's been tagging with with Kerry James with Moto. Uh, they've been going around tagging a lot. Uh, I was wondering if if Kerry was going to start wrestling or not. God, I I remember him being ten and being in the ring before the shows, you know, rolling around above. How old is he? I think eighteen. Well, so I've never met him then. Uh, I wow. I, I met. I met Carrie the first time I worked with Ricky. He was coming out to the ring with Ricky in a Ray Mysterio mask and Ray Mysterio pants. <laughs> and I made a joke while we are putting a match together about him running and giving me a head scissor. And he got all excited. I remember Ricky going, don't blow his head up with stuff he ain't going to do. <laughs> I probably would have took it, Ricky, just going to say. <laughs> oh, guys, I've never met this kid. It was funny uh, one time back, back in Chevy, they should run – the old promotion in Shelbyville, Glenn Mullins' promotion, once a year they would run the Harris Middle School in Shelbyville, Tennessee. It was like the big show of the year. Uh, There's always a big card that always brought people in. Uh, Ricky had been working, Ricky and Tracy had been working off and on in Shelbyville at that time when they had, uh, you know, Tracy, they were Smoky Mountain, so they had Smoky Mountain dates. Uh, they were at Shelbyville, so they, they were on this big show. <laughs> and even in Shelbyville, and I don't know if anybody in the listen has, but it's the old Shelbyville cat, some cab stand where they run shows in the back. Um, you know, it was pretty spread out for, for a lot of dressing rooms. But when we went to Harris Middle School, we got to get in the actual locker room. And I forget was sitting there, and his, two of his boys, I don't know which ones they were, they looked maybe eight years old, 10 years old. This is what, 93-ish, 94? So, um, so there's no way it could have been the, the one you're talking about. They were throwing the football back and forth, back and forth through the dressing room, all the way to the home dressing room. And Ricky's like, and he kept telling them, boys, stop it. And he kept getting on them. And then finally he grabbed the ball and was like, that's it. You're out of here. <laughs> he kicked them out of the dressing room because they were throwing the football back and forth because he's afraid he wants somebody to get hit. And he would grab, grab the ball from him. Come on, you're getting out of here. Go find your mom. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> it's just one of those things that, you know, it's like, he's like, Reed's always just laid back. And all of a sudden, he's like, that's it. He just got up. <laughs> what did, what did he call your outfit one night? He said it looked like I stole the sick covers off of 72 Winnebago. Yeah. <laughs> Quentin used to wrestle in a, a pink three-piece spandex suit with, a, and when I say three-piece, I, I mean like... Not a suit, it was, it was leggings, it was trunks with a button crotch, a crotch top. top. That's three pieces, this is a suit. Um, <laughs> what a it, suit, though. <laughs> it, was, it was Pepto-Bismol pink 
with like multicolor polka dots, just yeah. different shaped polka dots, no pattern to it, Mm-mm. just different shaped and different colored polka dots. It was the most <laughs> heat getting outfit. Shane Rose, Shane may he rest Rose. in peace, made that, I believe. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and Ricky says she looks like he's full of seat covers from that Winnebago. <laughs> Like, brother, you sell a seat cover off a 72 Winnebago? That's like, I guess. <laughs> and if I remember right, we worked that show probably in front of 12 people because that was Petersburg. I had more 12, maybe 20. Petersburg never drew. Ever. It used to draw back in the day, but when, when Devin was running in the mid-2000s, it wasn't drawing too well. No, and so. I know we have wrestled there in front of 12. Oh, yeah, there were some nights. It's like, wow. He's like, yeah, it's like, wow. There were some nights I counted them while I was waiting for the baby face to get to the ring. You know, I hated this Petersburg ring. I hated it. Oh, it's stiff. That, it had that foam padding on it. I hated it. Yeah, super that, thick. It was that, it was an old, tall ring. It wasn't made for that padding. That it, and it just, I could my feet, I didn't feel right in it. But I didn't like that ring. There was padding, and there was no give in the board, so it made it just it just didn't. It's like wasn't like a good ring to work. It's like we're wrestling on a mattress. Yeah, like, it wasn't good. But if you bumped on it, it still hurt somehow. Yeah, it hurt. Like it didn't give. It was weird. It's like they put the uh, foam pad on a boxing ring, and it just didn't. Yeah, that ring. foam padding. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, what? Yeah, it was way too much. I don't think it was that. What they call EFA foam or whatever? Yeah, I don't no, think it was yeah, that. No, it, it sunk too much. You know, it, it sunk way too much. Well, was that first time I tried to hit the road? Had the Shelby Bowl ring, which was stiffer in heck and no padding. Yeah, they cut the, the Columbia ring was the Columbia ring was the best out of the yeah. three. Yeah. It's like cut, cut your cut your Petersburg padding in half and bring half of it to Shelbyville. Yeah, that ring was the death trap. Man, um, we don't we don't get off on rings that we wrestled in, but man, we wrestled in some death traps out there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, I wrestled. This was ninety five ish, ninety six ish. Springfield, Tennessee. Mo and Mabel ran Springfield, Tennessee. Um, they started running shows. Uh, I got booked on it. Uh, I worked this guy. I can't remember what he's. He was one of the trainees. He was green as grass. Probably like one or two matches. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm like, this, and the guy was big old dude. You know, Mabel come over and said. And I was kids green. Just uh, keep it simple. I was like, all right, I will. I said, and uh, I think they just said the ring broke. So really be careful. <laughs> you could, couldn't lead with that? And I was like, okay. And I was thinking, okay, you know. So the first match was, um, I want to say it was Chris Michaels and Ashley Hudson. Ah, them young spot monkeys out there doing too much. I thought that was who it was. Or they were after us. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. No, 
Lashley was a baby face. Maybe they were tagging. I can't remember. They were before or after us. But whoever worked before us come back was like, was like, the ring broke? And they're like, yeah, the ring is physically broke. And the, the boards are falling in. It fell in. So I was like, oh, crap. And then Mo's like, yeah, y'all, just take a look. We'll wait a little bit. We'll try to fix it real fast for y'all's match. I said, okay. And he come back, and he's like, well, we got it best we could, so y'all be careful out there. I get out there, and the boards are seesawing. Oh, no. One of fell in, and I, I told him, I said, what we're going to do is we're going to start just brawling. So we ain't doing no spots. And uh, so we we just brawled for about five minutes, and we took it home. And uh, I got the back, and I was like, I said, that ring is a death trap. I said, no. So there's no be nobody walking in any spots. You're gonna have to brawl in it, and you're gonna be careful just walking in that thing. And it, that was just that that ring. And then it was another ring up in McMinnville, Tennessee, one night. I want to say '99, 2000s. Brian Cheatham was running McMinnville, Tennessee. He had bought this old ring, the old, the ring off from Steve Bryant, Randall Fanning. Which they told him it was his their good ring. They sold him their old junk ring, which was an old Gulas ring. It was probably fifty years old. You step there was board the boards they wouldn't they wouldn't meet. Um, you know what I'm saying? It, it was so messed up. The boards wouldn't they? Um, there was gaps in the boards. Yeah, and so you'd step and you'd step. One I still got my foot stuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I told, I didn't say Shane, I said, man, I said, be careful out here. I said, it's like a landmine. Yeah, you'd step and you'd find the gaps. It was just, you, ugh. Yeah, rings, oof. It, it, it's, it's really um, crazy. No, people hadn't got really, really hurt. And these bad rings, you know. Yeah, and you see, you see, the, a lot of the bad ones have started phasing out. Um, I haven't seen a ring with a spring in years. No, and I and I know when I first got in, all the rings had springs. Yeah, they, they, all, they all use plywood. Yeah, yeah. I never worked in a um, a a uh, a ring with planks until. Early 2000s, probably. And it's much better. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've been in some 16s. Boy, you'd, hit, you'd take a bump. Oh, oh uh, Mike Keller. I used to run, uh, like, Tullahoma, Winchester, that area. Winchester, Tennessee, Tullahoma, Tennessee, back in the 80, 80s, early 90s. He had a ring. Oh, my gosh. It's plywood, 16-foot dude. Probably that ring, his ring was one of the, probably the, that, there's two rings that are probably tied for the best rings I've ever been in for bumping. And they were old, old as could be, 16-foot plywoods. That ring, and then back when Terry Rice was running Power Slam Wrestling in Nashville back in 93, 94, he got this guy, there was a guy out of Kentucky that called him Pops. He, he brought the ring down from Kentucky. And his was a 16-foot plywood, man. Those two are the best bumper rings I've ever been in. It better, it better than any plank I've ever been in. Now, 
would I rather have a regular plank and a regular plywood? No, because most of the plywood rings suck, you know, compared to a, a, a regular plank one. Because I don't think I've ever really been in a bad plank one, you know? Yeah. Bumping wise, I don't think I ever have. Uh, but been in 100 bad plywoods, you know? So, I mean, if you have a good plywood ring, and I think it, it, it also how it was built and maintained. And, and you don't scamp on buying crap plywood. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In main, like I say, it maintain. You know, if you put the money in it, you know, it, it, it was made good. You know, it, it's all it's you know, but a lot of the rings, especially the nineties up until early two thousands, you know, most of those rings were twenty, thirty years old. You know, and hand me downs. I mean, being, not hand me but sold, bought, sold, bought, sold. Not taken care of, left out in the rain, elements, you know. So, yeah, it it's just the way it always was. But now these the, the when they switch over to the the you know the plank ones, it's totally different, you know. So, yeah, it's a, it, you can tell a big difference. But there is some good. There was some good plywood rings out there. Yeah, but I, I think the bad, the bad out, outweighed them. Oh yeah, I'm saying there's not there weren't many good plywood ones out there, but there was some. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. those springs just destroyed your knees. Yeah, that uh, yeah, yeah. They started getting away. They they had to get away from the springs. So, but we, with, like, we got we got to get a ring builder on here and just have ring talk because that's what I feel like we just did. <laughs> still got yeah, Mike well, Sample's I mean, phone number? Huh? Is still, still Mike's, building rings? Yeah, He's monster rings, rings and cages still a big thing. Wow. And it's pretty much that's the, that's the two you go to. You go through high spots or you go to monster wing, rings and cages. Okay. That's it. I guess since Ted Allen passed away. Yeah. He was a big ring guy. Um, yeah, I guess there's a lot of people make rings in there. Not, I make them anymore. I didn't know. I knew high spots was the go to. I didn't know what samples were still doing or not. Yeah, samples doing that. He's doing boxing rings, UFC cages, all sorts of stuff. Hmm. I'm sure there's money in those MMA cages big time right now. Oh, yeah. It seems like there's tons of little, little um, MMA places all over the country now. So, yeah. Yeah, I, did, that, yeah, I, I can see that. All right, well, we went 50 miles off topic like we usually do, but I think that's probably that's part of it. You know, you get, you get the thing and you get other stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, all right, anything you want to add? Nope, so next week we got uh, Ricky Morton and Nick Bockwinkle from Houston, Texas. Yeah, oh, it's going to be good. Yes, it all is. All right, well, I think it's, I ain't got nothing to add, so stick a fork in her, she's done. For Jeremiah Plunkett, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>